Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. And I'm Alice Marcus Krieg. And we are the ladies of Groundworks, Inc. We design and build gardens in and around New York City. And our show aims to bring the culture to horticulture. And today we have a great lady of horticulture. I'm sure Maria won't mind us calling her that. No, yes. <laughs> Maria Zambini of Upshoot Horticulture. But before we introduce our guest, I just want to remind you that... You need to like us on Facebook, all right? Can I just do some ruthless self-promotion? We know that you like us because you're listening right now, or you'll be listening later, but you have to really like us on Facebook. Go to our Facebook fan page, Groundworks Inc., Weeding Plants, and follow us. And we often have little contests. And prizes. And prizes. Little fun things that we mail to you. So our goal is to double our fans by the end of the year. So go to Facebook right now and help make it happen. And in fact, Facebook is how we connected with our guest today, Maria Zambini, more than a year ago. And uh, we finally met her last year at the Mid-Atlantic Trade Show in Baltimore, Maryland. And this is a great example of how social media media is like invaluable for making connections with like-minded people in our industry, in, in any industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the industry, the sort of business of plants that we're going to talk about today and our guest has been involved in many facets of the green industry. Maria is a fourth generation nurseryman and nursery pra- woman. Nursery woman, I know. <laughs> we have to fix that. And proud of it. Horticulture flows deep in her family veins. After graduating from Penn State University with a Bachelor of Science in Horticulture, she managed the family owned 1,000 acre Lake County Nursery Wholesale Nursery and Champion Garden Town, which was a premier destination attraction garden center, and also was president of New Plants, Inc., which was the sort of new plant research and development division of the company. Maria took a new path in 2009, partnering with her father, Jim Sampini, to form Upshoot, LLC, where she focuses her many talents and industry experience on sales, marketing, and licensing of LCN Selection's new plant introductions while continuing plant research and development for international clientele. Maria currently writes a monthly column in American Nurseryman Magazine, which is a horticultural industry trade magazine, and is also a contributing editor for Horticulture Magazine. And Maria was also the first female president of the Ohio Nursery and Landscape Association and is also a regional director for the Garden Writers Association. Maria, that's quite an impressive resume. Thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you, Carmen and Alice. It's it's really a pleasure to be with you today. I appreciate the opportunity very much. And she has um, a lot of fun. She travels. It's amazing. You have a great job. Every two days, you're <laughs> like traveling some somewhere. other place. 
Yes, yes. Uh, most most days I don't know what time zone <laughs> I'm in or what state or, or anything. So, But I am in Ohio right now. I'm home, actually, for a whole six days. Good. Woo. What's high in the middle and round on the ends? Ohio. Hi-o. And Alice is a native of Ohio as well. Yes, I'm a Buckeye as well. Um, so uh, we're going to work a little backwards on the show today, Maria, and start with what you do now. What exactly does your company Upshoot do? Can you explain it in layman's terms? Sure, I, I will. As you stated, yeah, Dad and I formed a new company back in 2009. We chose to concentrate kind of on what we do best, and that is new plant introductions. And my dad has been a breeder of new plants for a long time. Um, all of his items are under the LCN Selections name. They're real easy to spot. If you ever see an, a plant with a name uh, with the letters Z-A-M on the M, um, like Lollizam or Selzam, you know that's something that he created. So what we're doing now is we are doing sales, marketing, and licensing of these products and along with um, other new plant introductions from other breeders and other plantsmen from across the United States, from across the, across the ocean and other countries. We're bringing them here to the United States and, and sharing them across uh, to, to all kind of gardeners. That's, that's, and then, that's great. And then because I don't have enough time in my life, um, <laughs> I've kind of done this writing gig now. As you mentioned, I write for American Nurseryman, a trade journal. I also write for Nursery Management Magazine, another trade journal. And then I'm in, Amer- uh, uh, in the, some of the state-by-state gardening guides as well as Horticulture Magazine. I've appeared in Fine Gardening Magazine. And I'm actually right now, I didn't even tell you this, I'm working with Susan Morrison on the 50-foot Garden series, design solutions for small spaces. These will be a series of ebooks that will be in, available in November from Amazon. Wow, that's exciting! <laughs> that's, yeah, that's you're, now you're speaking our language in, yes. in New York City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm um, authoring plants um, that will fit in small spaces for zones five and six. She's got one book that talks about the 50-foot garden, and then we've got individual books for each zone with 50 plants that might work well for you. Oh, well, that's great. And that those are e-books. That's Correct. fantastic. If you want our input, we know a lot about small space gardens. Yeah. <laughs> Feel right. free to reach out. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, um, one of the things we wanted to talk about, and one of the conversations that we kind of started when we met in Baltimore was, you know, we get the sense that the plant industry is a little bit behind other industries of a similar size, um, you know, in terms of marketing. And at the, at the show last January, you introduced us to the team that was working with you on the HGTV plant line. So tell us Mm -hmm. about what they're doing and what, what your role is in that project. Sure. I'm working for a company based in Nashville, Tennessee, that's called Agricola. And we are the exclusive licensee for the HGTV Home Plant Collection. Um, HGTV is more than just a TV uh, program. We are now a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. And so they are bringing products to market with various... um, companies such as if you go into Sherwin-Williams, you'll find the HGTV home paint collection, or they're doing furniture with Bassett was just launched in, uh, in August, flooring with Shaw, lighting with Elk, and plants through Agricola. So I'm their director of plant development, so it's my job to go out and source new genetics to bring them into the program. It's my job to put together the different collections, be it shrubs or edibles, 
trees, perennials, kind of the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and then it's also my job to work um, and bring retailers on board um, to carry the product as well as growers to produce the product. So it's great. It's, it's a lot of travel, but it's taking me all over the country. I'm getting to meet some of the um, brightest and best retailers, growers, and um, people who are working on brand new plant genetics. That's that's awesome, and it was it was it was fun to hang around with you at the show. I remember you kind of um, gave us some behind the scenes insight <laughs> as to what things we should be paying attention to. Hint, hint, and um, uh, it, it was um, it's fun to be on the forefront of of plants and and marketing and, and what's happening. Well, this this program, I mean, there are other plant brands out there. Sure. I really think that this brand is revolutionary to to the consumer market and to our industry. You mentioned our industry lags behind and that and that is true. We are good working people, good hard working people in our industry, lovely people, a lot of family owned businesses. But the truth of the matter is is a lot of us were were more production oriented. We weren't quite marketing oriented. And so we've lagged the lagged behind a little bit. This brand I think um, could really be the start of something brand new for our industry because never before have we had a brand who has a presence on TV. I mean, face it, we're in, we're in consumers' homes 365 days out of the year. There's right. not another plant brand that can say that. We also have a new magazine that HGTV launched mm-hmm. last October, mm-hmm. which I think really speaks to the power of that brand when you consider that print media has gone downhill and they are now over 100,000 copies being distributed each time, or excuse me, a million copies being distributed each time. 500,000 off newsstands, over 500,000 in subscription. That that really speaks to that brand. And um, so, you know, we've got the TV, we've got the print. Obviously, there's online at www.hgtvhomeplants.com. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty exciting to be on the ground floor and helping build this program from, from the bottom up. Absolutely. Carmen and I actually were on the HGTV uh, Landscapers Challenge show a few years ago, and we're also in their designer portfolio. And um, just, just having that affiliation has mm-hmm. done wonders for our business. So it's going to be mm-hmm. really, really fun to watch plants become much more mainstream and, and the love of plants. And I think HETV is exactly the right people to do that. Um, it's natural. I believe that, you know, HGTV knows that the G has been a little bit silent. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they are really, really, truly excited about um, this particular lifestyle brand line coming out and um, uh, bumping up that G a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, it's got to be a capital uh, and, and G. <laughs> and I will tell you, I was very, very happy. The people that I'm working with at HGTV, they are actually avid gardeners. In fact, I'm almost afraid to have a meeting with them because I'm afraid they're going to ask me a question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> it's like the cobbler's shoes. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, no, it's it's great. And they're a very giving company and quite wonderful to work with. So, uh, Maria, how are the plants selected for the brand? Sure. Well, as I mentioned, you know, I'll go out and source. Well, let me back up a minute. 
really the other thing that sets our brand apart is we're not doing the breeding ourselves. So we're not sitting here with this bucket of genetics that we right. need to push through right. to the consumer. We are more solution-based. What we're doing is we're trying to look at, okay, what does today's consumer need or want to help them be successful in the garden or in their gardening space? So let's go find those plants that will fulfill those needs and or put them in a package or in a way that will help them be more successful. And so what we do is we come up with those ideas. Uh, I search for those plants. We put our team puts together these these collections. And um, then we actually look for input from our growers, from our partners, our retailers, whomever it might be. And then we actually take that that idea up the chain of command. And there's there's a final kind of body of five, um, three people from Agricola and someone from HGTV and someone from the University of Tennessee as well to look at those plants and give those plants and that program a final blessing before it becomes reality. Well, give us an example of a problem like a or that the plants will solve. For example. Well, I think, you know, um, last year we soft-launched our annuals collection, mm-hmm. and it's all solution-based. So they all revolve around mixes. So we have a mix in a true one-gallon container, and then we have that same mix in either a hanging basket or in a larger size container. We have all the components that are in those mixes available in individual quarts. So what does that mean? If I'm a novice gardener, I've not, I've not done a whole lot before. I'm not sure what to buy. But you know what? I know what color I like. I know what color my home is decorated. I could look at it and I could go, oh, purple genius. I love that color. All right? I love that color combination. And I can very easily decorate my home with the same confidence on the outside that I can do on the inside with the paints or with my bedding where I can go, I'm going to put that hanging basket on my porch. I can put that big decorative container on either side of my front walkway. I can take the smaller mix and utilize it in um, flower boxes along my patio. Um, It just makes it, it's kind of the granimals concept for yeah. those are, who are old enough <laughs> like yes, me, yeah. to, to remember that. So it makes making decisions really easy um, and quick for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And easy and quick is what it does. And yet, now this year coming up, what we've changed that's new is we have some other individual components, companion components. So these aren't in the mixes, but they're still color complementary right. and they still grow well together. So what does that mean? That means some Someone like me, who maybe is still really pressed for time, but wants to be a little bit more creative, I could buy all those uh, quart containers and create something all on my own. Mm -hmm. So I'm not stifling anyone's creativity. I'm only adding to it and maybe giving them some inspiration by what they see in in, in the mixes that we do um, offer. Okay, hang on one second. We have to take a break. Uh, Sure. we're, We're talking with Maria Zampini. And we'll be right back. You're listening to We Dig Plants on Heritage Radio Network.
Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast Regional Forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Welcome back to We Do Plants. Uh, we're here with our special guest, Maria Zampini of Upshoot Torticulture, discussing the business of plants. And um, let's take a little turn and talk a little bit about women's roles in the business, Maria. Um, so at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that you write regularly for American Nurserymen magazine, which begs the question, was it hard for you to be taken seriously when you first started out in the business, which is still pretty much dominated by men? Yes. <laughs> the quick answer and the simple answer is it, it is, but um, we are still dominated, but it still has changed an awful lot since when I came into the business full-time, which was back in the early 80s. Um, I mean, I've had my fair share of experiences. I remember being at the pants trade show in philadelphia well that name says it all <laughs> you know i i remember being there and working the trade show booth with one of our salespeople, and he he went off to go do something and i'm standing there and then the gentleman walks up and you know i ask if i can help him and he was like no that's all right i'm sure you just work in the office and don't know anything i'll wait till your salesperson comes back so i mean i've had those experiences but at the same time I've been really blessed to have some wonderful mentors in my life. My father was one of them. Um, the uh, Jim Schroeder was another one who um, always encouraged me. Um, Ron Wilson um, of the, the WA Natorp Company. Um, Ron has a has a radio program now himself as well, and he was the one who who nominated me for president of the Ohio Nursery and Landscape Association. And and you know there's a good example right there. I'm I'm the only woman in president of that association in a hundred years. Yeah, and I'm probably only one of maybe you know six or seven women who have who have ever been a state association president. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still working it. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and we'll get there. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about women now are not in the back office anymore. No. Let's, let's right. talk about women in the industry and, and you know, what, what they're doing because they're, they're breeding and propagating and, you know, they're, they're they're yeah, they're in all facets of it right now. And I, I'll tell you, here's here's the key. It, I mean, it's a well-known fact that the majority of sales of our product is for women mm-hmm. or is to women. Right. So who knows better what a woman wants than a woman? Exactly. You know, so I think that there are some, you know, people out there who have really, who have really gotten that and went, you know... Um, uh, I, I, as a gentleman, may not know everything that goes on, but I know enough to go ask the women in my office, what do they think? 
Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and like I said, I grew up with my dad who was, that's what he did. He would go around to the to the ladies that worked in our office <laughs> here and get their opinion. Um, that's why he was successful at having a, a destination attraction garden center before there was such a thing. So he had a binder full of women then, right? <laughs> oh, he, he did. And you know what his, his thing was? He knew how to think like a woman. That's right. why he could do the marketing at the garden center and do cross-merchandising because he, he went, ah, here he could just think like a woman. Right. Well, being surrounded by them, one would hope, right? you know, <laughs> that it rubs off. So can you tell yeah. us, Marie, a little bit about some women in the business that are making some they're kind of making a mark in the industry and and important things that they're doing. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's so many because, as you know, I mean our our world is so diverse. You know, as far as people being in the floriculture end of things or the landscaping or landscape designing end of things, right? Um, uh, I certainly think um, I think one lady who who is really showing up is Shirley Bove Show. She has the World Garden Report, which is online, and she's she's making a mark. And uh, I think not only for women but for our industry and in trying to help take it to the masses. Um, there's other people in the retail end of things, such as Flora Grubb out in uh, in San Francisco, right? In San Francisco, you know, there's another person. Um, you know, and the breeding end, I think of, I'm, I'm looking at All-American Daylilies logo right now. Jack Roberson, he's the breeder behind that out of Missouri, out of the, he did the black-eyed Stella. But when you look at it, it's his wife, Joe that's behind there doing all the marketing that's bringing the attention to his work. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of women out there who are really stepping to the plate and, um, and, and helping our industry move move forward. And it's very interesting to me because, you know, Alice and I are really into gardening history and history in general. Um, and on the show, we tried to have a lot of different perspectives, not just contemporary, but also historical and kind of mm-hmm. try to link things together. And one of the things we Vita thought... Of, Sackville West. Yes, yeah. you know. Well, in the Victorian age, gardening was one of the few professions that women were actually considered well-suited for, Right. Mm-hmm. They they didn't have many choices. And now, you know, 150 years later, I still feel like it's tough for women to make headway sometimes. What do you think the industry can do to encourage more women to study horticulture and to work in the plant business? What do you think we can do to, to improve on that? Oh, that one's a good one. And I've, and I've thought about that question. Um, I guess, you know, I come, you know, my, my grandmother and my mother were just, my grandmother was an immigrant. You know, she didn't speak English. She had to teach herself to speak English. She was a woman um, who lost her husband early on and had to raise, you know, eight children that she had in 10 years all on her own. Um, I think I've had, some, I've been lucky. I've had some really great role models that have, helped me just know that you have to keep moving forward. You hit one obstacle and you simply have to pull up your bootstraps and keep moving forward. And I think that people can't be discouraged. I think mentoring is something that we can do. I have found that for myself the last couple years. Um, There are people who have been great mentors to me within the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been very lucky that way. 
Um, I think, to people coming into our industry, I think, you know, in my time when I went to school, you always went and you got your degree in horticulture or you got your degree in landscape design or landscape architecture. I think nowadays you have to look at that and go, hmm, is that best or do I also need a to do a major in um, marketing or mm-hmm. one in business? Mm-hmm. You know, if I was sending a kid to school right now, um, you know, I'd maybe say do a double major, do a major and a minor so that you have that business experience. I think the social media end of things is something that's a real opportunity for women um, who want to be in this industry. Uh, I think that's only going to continue continue to grow and evolve, and I think that's a particular area that, that people could, um, that have that gardening bug and love plants could be involved in our industry and help help our industry um, get with the program a little bit. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you about the double major. I think, I think business, business, finance, you know, coupled with with a humanities degree, I think is really going to take people far. And now that home ec, you know, in, in quotes, has become so so popular and such big business, thank you, Martha Stewart. You know, I, I think there's a lot more opportunity um, for for women to ex- to excel in that, um, in particular. And if and just like this is a very unscientific, you know analysis but i bet that women make up more than 50 percent of uh hosts on those you know home and garden shows right maria i mean if you just think about who is i would say so who is the face so. you know yeah. of yeah um of that of that aspect of the business it's mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. and pointing <laughs> like explaining mm-hmm. you know so what's right. happening and and you know what too i think also it's up to us as mothers to encourage our children to be more green and to teach them how to garden. Right. And if we don't have the space to garden, at least teach them the appreciation of what the earth does for us, what it can do for us, and, um, you know, expose them to those places. Like where I live, we've got something called Lake Farm Park, which is almost a one-of-a-kind area where, which I'm very proud because it's something my father helped develop when he was on the Metro Park system. And it's a place where kids from the inner city can come out who who have no idea that, gee, you can actually grow your green beans. Green beans just don't come in a can. Or exactly, in, right. You know, and, and help them understand the milk comes from a cow and all those things that we kind of take for granted that mm-hmm. we shouldn't take for granted. Well, I think the food the food aspect of, of horticulture yeah. is, is going to, I mean, it's already huge yes. but i think it's really in the next 10 years i think it's just gonna mm-hmm. you know bust yeah. bust open but let's yep, I would agree. let's switch and and that's something where women you know as as you know i'm, I'm actually involved right now in pureeing my son's food he's <laughs> eight months and it's a major major focus of the week you know mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and i think knowing where it where it comes from, how it's grown, who grew it, you know, what the genetics are, what, you know, what the seed right. looks like, what the flower looks like, you know, all those things, I think, I think women are, are poised for, but, but let's switch for a second, um, mm-hmm. because you had the opportunity as president of your trade association to go to Washington and represent the plant industry. So tell us some of the key issues that you were lobbying for down there. 
Sure. Yeah. For, oh, it's probably a good 15 years or so, um, I've been politically active within our association and been heavily involved. And, um, you know, we all kind of need to do our duty and make ourselves heard. And there is strength in numbers. And so as as my involvement with um, the Ohio Nursery and Landscape Association, every two years we would actually go to Washington, D.C. to lobby on issues that were uh, important to us. In fact, we were actually in D.C. on 9-11 when, when all those horrific tragedies occurred. So mm-hmm. we, we were right there and watched the Pentagon burn from our hotel room. So yeah. it was a time I'll never forget. But, you know, some of the issues are immigration reform, which just kind of seems to drag on and drag on because we can't seem to do something about it. Right. Um, we would also, also about the estate tax, making, you know, a lot of our businesses are family-owned yes. and we want to be able to pass them on from one generation to the next, right. but not tax that or unfairly burden that family who's inheriting it. Um, also, um, funding. You know, we are not, if, if we were corn or soybean or some other agricultural commodity like that that was food-related, um, you know, what the research funding you get through the government is pretty substantial, but being our little horticultural group, um, we, don't, we don't get a, a, a terrific amount in comparison to, to what the other um, subsectors in agriculture garner as far as... Right research funds. So we would always go to make sure we at least still got the same piece of the pie every year and didn't lose anything, while at the same time establishing our own horticultural research um, institute, um, our own foundation to uh, help us do our own research um, funding and grants to people across the country. And, um, you know, I'm proud to say that Ohio was a leader um, in that in giving um, a substantial amount of money to help research. I mean, if we follow the path of, of Holland, you know, and other European countries where the government does support ornamental horticulture, it's such a big part of their identity, of, of probably their GDP, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what size mm-hmm. is the horticultural industry now in dollars, would you say? The U.S. Oh, market. You know, I don't know off the top of my head, but what I do want to point out is if you go to ANLA.org, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a lot of information on our National Association website as far as um, issues, you know, legislative issues that are important to people in our industry that they know about them. Um, there's also a lot of good information as far as the size and scope of our industry. Um, we are crucial, you know. Um, Unlike other uh, sectors in agriculture, for every $1 spent in horticulture, we give back $12 in other jobs. So that's a higher spinoff than, than what you're going to get in other industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- that's a good number. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good ANLA.org. American so, Nursery. ANLA.org, yes. Right. That's the American Nursery and Landscape Association. Okay, so one final question. <laughs> yes. Because you are in Ohio, your vote is actually going to count. Woohoo! <laughs> if you could get the ear of either one of the presidential candidates, um, what would you ask them to do for our industry? Well, 
you know, we have to deal with Mother Nature every year, and Mother Nature, she's a fickle, fickle woman, and she's going to mess around with us every year, and we have no control over that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of control over the economy either. And I just think that they need to look, that all politicians need to look at collaborating and working together and concentrate on what's best for the whole of the country instead of concentrating what's best for one um, party or another or what's best for them to be able to get reelected next time. Mm -hmm. I really would like to see politicians step to the plate, tell me what they're going to do for me and for my business, and... um, instead of telling me what the other guy is doing wrong and being willing to reach across the aisle and work together to find solutions. That's good advice. Spoken like a woman. That's right. (laughs) Work together. Work together. Maria, we have to say we're, we're out of time, but we have to say you are at the front of our binder. (laughs) (laughs) am i excited about that (laughs) (laughs) well you've been listening to heritage radio network and we dig plants thanks to our sponsor thank you maria for joining us and shedding light on the industry and we'd love to have you on again Sure, I thank you, and you can follow us on UpshootHort.com, or we're on Facebook, too, under UpshootHort, and we're also under myself, Maria Zampini. Join me there at any of those locations. Well, our show was produced by Jack Inslee Thanks, and engineered Maria. by Joe G. Please join us on our Facebook fan page, Groundworks Inc., We Dig Plants. We'd love your feedback. We'll be posting a link to Maria's blog and website. Thanks for listening. See you in the garden. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.